you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Mr. Big is alive and <laughs> fucking the wife of the woman who peed on the man at the concert. <laughs> to new beginnings. To new beginnings. You look great. Well, I feel great. Should we take another ride? Life's too short not to. I hate this. Well, they're engaged. They're engaged. They're not married. They're not married. Sophia Arista and Jess King. Okay, that's not what I hate about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what you hate about it? That I got part of the facts wrong? So the Peloton instructor who appeared in And Just Like That when uh, Mr. Big, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, died. Everyone knows at this point. Okay, I'm just saying like if If you listen to Who Weekly, you know Big is dead. Okay. (laughs) I have to say. (laughs) To be fair, we did say Big was dead before the show even aired because we had a feeling and it was correct but she is the fiance of the woman right sophia urista mm-hmm. who pissed who on, the man's on the man face. at the concert the man's yes. face yeah, at the concert right mm-hmm. consent the consenting man's face yes i didn't say it was not consenting i just want to be clear to the audience in case they <laughs> skip some episodes the woman consented and peed on the man who consented, and there was the woman, consensual pee. She consented to pee on the man who consented. <laughs> well, yes. there was a mutual consent. The the pee was the pee was desired. Yeah, okay, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's in an ad with Chris Noth, aka Big, who is Big. back from the dead, aka John. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a TikTok where some fucking EMT was being interviewed oh, by I his wife that. and she was like, watch this clip. Could she have called 911 and would he have survived? And he's like, yes. <laughs> no, I was instantly, I'm instantly, dis- I'm instantly annoyed by that discourse. Me I do too. not care Who that cares? she should have called 911. Right. I don't give a shit. I, she was very freaked out. And also in the universe of this show, big had a heart attack. He saw Carrie and dropped dead. There was no chance to be saved. That's what I believe. I'm sorry. I don't need an EMT of all people to pick apart the Sex and the City Wait, universe. Of all okay. People, what's your problem with EMTs? 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my god! You have to god. bring in some expert. Like it's oh. very easy to pick apart Bobby Finger insulting and continuity an EMT. errors. <laughs> Not on my podcast. It's just like someone saying, "Like, well, I'm an EMT and I have thoughts." It's like Sex in the City is you. You can't destroy it in that manner. Okay. I'm sorry. But you so, can't. how do you feel about this like pseudo? like fourth wall breaking ad that Peloton like made up over the weekend, which in record time, you know, they didn't have this prepared because they just gave a uh, statement that they were like, uh, we didn't know how it was going to be used, you know? So this happened very quickly. And uh, I hope Chris Noth got a gajillion dollars, you know? I mean, I don't necessarily hope that he got a gajillion dollars. He already has a gajillion dollars. Okay. Okay. But... (laughs) I'm impressed by it. I'm like, I feel bad for everyone who had to work on this without sleeping for 72 hours. Like I... You know, it was Ryan Reynolds' ad agency. I hate that it's Ryan Reynolds' ad agency (laughs) that made this. When I found that out, when he tweeted it like with a wink or whatever, I was like, oh no, this means that Ryan Reynolds' ad agency, which is designed to make... Well, the thing is, is, go viral. I feel like that's the case, but also Ryan Reynolds has the ability to like text chris noth if he wanted like he could easily mm-hmm. get that information right yeah. like yeah. by six degrees of separation kevin bacon style he could just get chris noth's number get go to peloton get to get to peloton and say you know what i mean like it's not it, it's easy for somebody who's an a-lister with an agent and a manager to say hey can you get me like these people mm-hmm. on the phone um i have an idea right like if he was seriously like involved and he's not act he's like quote unquote quitting acting and like doing yeah. a- this advertising thing it's just it's unbelievable the access that this man has at this point to do something mm-hmm. like this. And it's proving its value because people were like, oh, my God. Oh. I was just going to say it, it may not have happened without Ryan Reynolds. And that makes me shiver to think <laughs> about. Um, but we've talked about Jess King before and we've talked about, you know, Sophia Arista. And we've talked about Sex in the City on the Patreon. We don't need to keep going. Let's move on to the breaking news that was breaking news before the Peloton ad in which Mr. Big was alive again. Yeah. Deep water, water has been shelved. shelved. <laughs> it's gone. We don't know where it's going to... Like, what if where no one ever sees this movie? did Deep Water go? The movie that had... <laughs> that brought together Banana. 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 Mm-hmm. Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck's movie where the, the sexual thriller, the erotic thriller, is that what that... It was erotic, erotic thriller. thriller directed by the guy who made Fatal Attraction. Like, we're talking sexy thriller. And the weird thing is, like, we haven't heard whether it's good or bad, so it's unclear why it's being shelved other than the fact the only thing we do know is that this couple has broken up. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's the only interesting thing. You had a theory that J-Lo made a call. (laughs) I mean. The theory was sort of a joke. But it's also, also, I don't think it's. I don't think it's impossible that that's happened, that that wasn't some sort of conversation between the two of them where – you know, I mean, I don't think that either of them have that amount of power. She's smooching Owen Wilson in her new rom com. He doesn't care about yeah. that. But you're exactly. right. Like because uh, they it, dated in real life, there is a funny edge to this. Being like J Lo would not love to see like Ben Affleck like fuck his ex girlfriend on the silver screen. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't actually believe that J Lo made a call, I but know, I think that this mostly just means that the movie really sucked. <laughs> yeah, I think that just like the movie was bad, right? I mean, the movie is terrible and could like potentially honestly if ben affleck is trying to do what's the the norbit effect that we've talked about on the show before where eddie murphy was the shoe in for dream girls that year norbit comes out when the academy is voting and they're like and he doesn't win he doesn't win people don't vote for him ben affleck is 
I don't know. He won some critics' prizes recently for The Last Duel and that other movie. The Tender the Bar. The Tender Bar. I watched The Last Duel. He's like kind of good in it. No, he's he is good in it. If he's really good in The Last Duel and manages to get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor or whatever, or Best Actor, and then this flop of a movie comes out on January 14th, that could hurt his chances? I don't know. I think that that's more likely. Jennifer Lopez doesn't care. I'm sure Jennifer Lopez and Anna and Anna would have words, but I don't think that she's calling (laughs) the CEO of Disney. Last Duel is weird. Uh, it, it was it's a weird movie, but Ben Affleck is the most well cast in it because he plays like a pompous, jovial king, and it's very Affleckian. You know, he does a good job with that, where he's like, "Hey, my man, let's party!" Like the whole time, and it's kind of fun. And Doest thou liketh apples, right? Or whatever. <laughs> Doest. Thou. I guess. I guess. No, it's Matt more Damon's like Doest thou liketh threesomes. That's like the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, speak- Speaking of updates, we have so many updates this morning. Uh, Big is alive. An- Banana's movie is never coming out. And I mean, maybe they'll just throw it on. What would what would that be? Wishful thinking. It'll end up on the Roku network or whatever. <laughs> it's like all of Quibi. You take, a, just get you take a trip through the Roku city and then, oops, there's deep water. Okay. Oh, my God. If one day I was watching the Roku screensaver and it appeared on a billboard, I'd flip. Future Lindsay here. Late breaking news. As I'm editing, Ben Affleck, Ana de Armas movie, Deepwater, heading to streaming. We hear, this is from Deadline, we hear that the Adrian Lynn directed erotic thriller Deepwater is going to streaming. Blah, 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 blah. We understand that Hulu will get domestic play, while Amazon will have streaming for the picture overseas. So re-up those Hulu subscriptions, because that's where you're going to be able to watch the erotic thriller Deepwater. Okay, back to the show. What's What's the the other update? Ah, yes, the other update. On Friday, we talked about the Jeremy Strong profile in The New Yorker by Michael Shulman and how Jessica Chastain ran, bolted, sprinted to his defense on Twitter, even though there was really nothing to defend. You know, like there was nothing to defend. There's something going on in the background here because now more celebrities are coming out being like, Jeremy, we love him. (laughs) Speaking of celebrities using their speed dial to get things done, Jessica Chastain has been on the phone with Aaron Sorkin and Anne Hathaway. Imagine that party line. Who really, really is, though, behind? Is it like Jeremy Strong's people? Are they making Jeremy reach out to old people he's worked with and be like, can you say something nice about me? Like, what really is the kind of... Because, honestly, Jeremy Strong, after reading that profile, would be the person to take to read that and be like, oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, it is it kind of... Self-seriousness is all... Makes sense. When I speculate about how things work, like capital H, capital T, capital W, like... I feel like I'm always wrong. Whatever, I don't know. speculate I feel anyways. Like, but I I don't think this has anything to do with Jeremy Strong. Like, has people. that ever stopped you? I think that I think that this is people I okay. think that this is people course correcting because if if you read that profile, Jeremy Strong doesn't come across as someone who either thinks he needs to be defended for right, this right. or has people around him who think he needs to be defended for this, oh. like in terms of people he hires. Okay, like I think that I think that this is other actors just sort of i don't know it's a form of virtue signaling like i don't know there's something going on here where they really think that their craft has been denigrated by social media 
by way of this Jeremy Strong profile. And it's less about defending him than it is defending what their job is. It you know, is like, true. I don't That's think this true. is super defense. I don't true. think it's super personal. I think they're taking it as like broad strokes, uh, uh, an attack on their job. Actors like, quote unquote, this are yeah. we we love and respect. It's also just funny because it's like the people that have sunk since come out are like two two more humorless actors, a.k.a. Anne Hathaway and Aaron Sorkin. Two mm-hmm. of my faves, mind you, but absolutely humorless. <laughs> Adam you McKay, know? too? Absolutely no. humorless. <laughs> Adam humorless. McKay, who makes comedies. This proves, this proves you are absolutely humorless. Humorless, rich dweebs coming to the defense of someone who doesn't, A, need their defense, or B, want it. I don't think he really even wants it. Like, again, that's wasn't that the whole thing? Jessica Chastain, it seemed like she didn't even read the thing, you know? I don't think any of them fully read the thing. I don't know. I mean, because if someone reached out to me and said, oh, you worked with Jeremy Strong in 1994. Will you say something nice? Me. Well, I haven't. I I had an okay time working with him. Me (laughs) reading the piece. This. Why would I say anything at all? This is fine. You know what I mean? Like, after you read it, you would just be like, what are we like? What are we protesting here? You know? Mm This man is still going to get work. That's what I think is the craziest thing about this is that I don't think that this, first of all, if this was a woman, yes, maybe she would be deemed difficult and it would be a little bit difficult. This is a guy we're talking about. What happened. A white guy. We're not, this is not going to be an issue for him. I'm sorry. Everyone knows that Daniel Day-Lewis is a pill. People still hire him. People hire a lot of people they probably shouldn't be hiring in Hollywood. You know, like. Of all people, Jeremy Strong is going to be fine. Just not even not even that. Just people who are known as pills, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, now Jeremy Strong is known to be like kind of annoying to work with. I don't think that's stopping anyone from hiring him, to be honest. Right. That's what's crazy about this. Speaking of theories, I had my dumb theory about Jennifer Lopez that was absolutely not true. But your theory about Aaron Sorkin having a secret Twitter, I think, has to be true. Well, there's no way Aaron Sorkin doesn't well, lurk. What a, like, look at that man. That's a lurker. Here's a letter from my friend Aaron Sorkin, who's not on Twitter. My ass is not on Twitter. He is on (laughs) Twitter. Like, this dude has never been more on Twitter. I know Aaron Sorkin. He is on Twitter. Are you kidding? Searching. Fucking meet the Ricardos in every, with every type of spelling, you know? Being the Ricardos. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like the movie. Meet the Ricardos is a better name, honestly. I'm sorry. Being the Ricardos. Whatever. Meet the Ricardos is I liked it either way. But anyways, I just think Aaron Sorkin is definitely searching Aaron Sorkin on Twitter every day of his (laughs) life. (laughs) Absolutely. And I don't know that he I don't know that he posts, but he definitely follows and he definitely knows what the discourse is. He knows what the trending topics are of the day. Absolutely. (laughs) The trending topics. The trending topics. Wilds. Why else would he be so pissed off all the time? He thinks everyone's out to get him. And the and the white men who think everyone's out to get him are the ones who are like... Reading Twitter. Chronically online. Reading like one <laughs> person know? on Twitter re- yes. tweet like, Molly's game sucked. <laughs> one <laughs> like. <laughs> and, he, and he pulls out his stationery and he's like, <gasps> Jessica, do your thing. <laughs> Jessica, it's actually funny that him and Jessica are friends, clearly, because she is actually very online. So he can always be like, what's going on on the internet to Jessica? Because she knows, right? She's like, sorry, I need to take my mandatory two hours a day to make a TikTok, you know? <laughs> Awful. Awful. <laughs> I need a TikTok. Jess, why don't you try to convince him to join TikTok? No. Every time I do that, it's... <laughs> okay, That'll perfect. convince me. <laughs> I'm in. He needs a TikTok. I don't know why. Like I need a hole in my head. <laughs> no, because it's actually really funny. 
I'll show you some funny stuff. It's stressful though, isn't it? To that me, let's talk about Black China. We haven't talked about Black China in so long, and I missed Black China, and it's here's true. why. Because Black China is responsible for headlines like this in the Daily Mail. Black China gives a keynote address on, quote, building your brand at the LA Ultimate Women's Expo after being accused of allegedly holding a woman hostage in a Sacramento hotel room. Okay, this has three bylines, by the way, in the Daily Mail. Incredible. A three byline piece. We have Ashley, Sarah, Adam. Incredible. I well, one was there on to read this. about the keynote address. I'm... One was there to cover the Women's Expo. And one was there to cover the hostage situation I'm in the Sacramento so hotel room. I'm just so happy that you clicked on this because... I immediately saw this and like my Who Weekly brain said like too dark because I saw like hostage and I was like, I don't want to know too dark. But you very bravely said this seems like there's something weird here and it's not actually Mm -hmm. as dark as it reads. And you clicked it and you found out like, no, actually. It's not. She did not hold a woman hostage (laughs) in a hotel room in Sacramento. (laughs) Based on the information available to at the time of recording, this is actually not dark at all. This is is, we don't honestly, this is all the information we have to imply that it's not dark maybe there are darker elements we don't know fyi at the time of recording but like the the daily mail story itself is actually pretty whiplash inducing because they i i hate them so much but they know what they're doing when it comes to like um the flow of the piece because you know daily well articles are so long because they have photos and then copy and then photos and then copy they have to say what happened they have to say what has happened before they have to say any person who's mentioned the piece even if it's not related they have to say what happened to them in the past as well (laughs) yes and so this story goes from honestly like pretty nice photos of black china at this building your brand event um, at the ultimate women's expo ultimate woman the ultimate woman Ultimate women's. Women. (laughs) Ultimate women's. women's. Okay. And so she's doing her keynote address on stage. So it goes from those. So it's like speaker Black China delivered a keynote address on building your brand at the Los Angeles Women's Expo on Saturday. I would absolutely love to watch Black China present how to build your brand. Like I seriously think that she has a lot to say about that. And I would love to hear it. Well, we'll we'll get into it. But there were other famous women there of honestly quite hooey women were there giving keynote addresses. And Black China's topic seems completely appropriate she's also the headliner too like incredible so it, it makes sense she seems like wisely chosen mm-hmm. but as you scroll down you see these photos of her on stage smiling delivering her address behind in front of a screen that says the ultimate women's expo hideous font but whatever uh so but i haven't actually said what happened so yes black china gave the keynote address at the la ultimate women's expo this past weekend But a couple of weeks ago, she was in Sacramento, which is not Los Angeles, by the way. I know what Sacramento is because I've seen Lady Bird. I'm familiar with this city. She has a party at her hotel room. It's like a sponsored party. It's like a brand party. It's like an event party that she has. It's not a – it looks a little bit more flashy than I think it was. I think it's just Mm. a a party that she had that she advertised for. You could go – you could pay to go to this after party and meet her. It's kind of like a standard like – very Scott Disickian like club meet and greet but this was like Mm -hmm. you know they're gonna give you bottle service and you can go party with Black China in a hotel room with other people so apparently people are drinking people are having a good time and Black China gets annoyed with this woman who was there and they start like yelling at each other anyway I'm just going to quote someone who told The Sun what happened. This guy, Ron Knighton, is the source of this. Everyone was enjoying themselves. The drinks were flowing, and the energy of the suite was real good. Suddenly, out of nowhere, China just yelled at my friend to shut the fuck up or she'd beat... 
or she'd beat both of our asses. The vibe immediately changed, so that at that point, we thought it was best to leave. But when I went to walk out, she shut the door behind me and kept my friend in the room. So what it seems like happened is that Black China got mad at this woman and just needed to yell at her for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's all that right, well, she Right, because she held her hostage for 20 minutes in the hotel room. And, That's the and accusation. It seems, and it seems like those 20 minutes weren't even like we're going to lock you into the ba- in the bathroom for 20 minutes and make you think about your sins. It looks like it was 20 minutes of Black China berating these people right. and then finally unlocking the door and saying, "Leave, I don't want to see you again." Right. So it's like not at all what the headline makes it seem. Like the she's friends not- successfully made it into the elevator at which point they have a conversation where the woman cries, "She's so mean." At which point the friend says, it's not your fault. She's high on and crazy. So I think that she's so mean really kind of says it all. She's so mean immediately like diffuses the the, any accusation. um, Right. The accusations that the headline seems to allege where it's just like, she's so mean. Right. A Sacramento police department told page six, a dispute between the two parties occurred and the incident was resolved at the scene by the individuals involved. No injuries were reported. So page six is also kind of like taking a leap of faith on the hostage situation that they're purporting here, you know? Mm hmm. Anyway, who else was at the LA Ultimate Women's Expo? Who else? Uh, a couple of weeks after this hotel fight. Yeah, who else? Like China, obviously. Kim Fields was there. Incredible. Okay, Kim Fields was there. She delivered a keynote address. Melissa uh, Gilbert on from, uh, <laughs> from Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie. Wow. Mercedes Javid from Shaws of Sunset. And finally, my favorite woman who was there, perhaps arguably the ultimate woman who was at the Ultimate Women's Expo, Lynette Romero. Mm. who is a journalist in Los Angeles who I recognize from like billboards in Los Angeles exclusively. I'm like, wow. Oh, I've seen her on buses. The power of like local news advertising. I don't even live in Los Angeles and I recognize this woman. This is the nation's largest women's expo. Mm-hmm. Tickets are five dollars a person. <laughs> oh my god, really? Only five dollars. Oh, well, okay. All right. I was like, how much does it cost to go to this fucking thing? And then you look at the tickets, and they are ten dollars a person, unless you buy two, in which case they're only five dollars a piece. Wow, what a steal! I'm sad we missed out. I know we missed out. Black China, she gives good headline. <laughs> much like Nancy Reagan, she gives good headline. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't mention the throat goat on this podcast. <laughs> I'm Lynette Romero. And that's latest for now in Rome. I'm Lynette Romero. At the Rose Bowl, Lynette Romero. What's next? What happened with Gemma Collins? Well, we haven't talked about her in a while because I think we talked about her too much. It was like too mm-hmm. much Gemma Collins. Like, obviously, I'm obsessed with her. I know everything about her. But like, it was too much for the pod. I have listened to her podcast recently. It's been hilarious. I don't know if you've been catching oh, up listened. or been caught up. I haven't up. listened in a minute. Yeah. She, her, her recent episode was how she went to Dublin um, with her boyfriend, who we'll get to in a second, and immediately called Jedward. And they watched, they walked the streets and had so much fun that when she got back to England, she flew in Jedward. She missed them too much, so she flew them in and they are sleeping on her couch. She's so rich. (laughs) I just love that Jedward's like, okay, we'll just like go back to Essex. (laughs) I went to Dublin recently and uh, I bumped into Jedward. Well, I've flown them over to the UK. Jedward! (laughs) They're in my house. Uh, so Rami leaves for work really early in the morning and I've flown Jedward over. Jedward! Here, Hi. put this on. Hello. Her imagination. We're actually physically Come in and her house. I didn't uh, realise you were actually, cereal. you're Maybe actually here. Also, like, what is the state of your, like, I don't know. What? Finances? Friend, friend, oh. friendly relationships. If 
you need to import friends from Ireland to have a good time. I mean, <laughs> you know? I just feel like she she was basically just like, we had such a good time in Dublin that I missed them and I flew them in. And they're obviously, the funny thing is that Jedward was like, sure, <laughs> like we're down. And then they she had them on her podcast too. So they're all like on the podcast talking. But Oh, I see. Okay. We haven't talked about Gemma since like she got back together with her ex-boyfriend, but he seems to be quote unquote the one because all the press about yeah. them is like, he's the one, she's, he's a, the one. she's in love, <laughs> like, you know, they're going to get married. Da, da, da. His name's Rami. And what gentleman? Hello. Oh, look at her. They're so going to make her holiday now. She won't want to go home. Did you miss me? Yeah. Great headline in the... Great headline in the in the sun here. Read it. Read this headline. Stake that. My new bloke, Rami, is a fillet... Fillet. If you were English, how would you say it? Fillet? I don't know. Not fillet? I'm just going to say it like I think she would say it. Stake okay. that. My new bloke, Rami, is a fillet steak. Arge, bless him, is a sirloin, says Gemma Collins. Well, Arge is James Arge and her ex, who ex, who had um he had that surgery and lost like a Gastric million pounds, bypass, yeah. right? So he looks like mm-hmm. a whole different person. He it's like completely mm-hmm. crazy. But yeah, she hates him, and she's now moved on with her boyfriend, <laughs> who's a fillet. He's a fillet. I like that you said that word, but you didn't do the accent for any of the rest of the headline. Yeah, well, it's like steak. That guess that's true. Steak. That I don't know what else. I thought I'm trying to like not do an accent right now because i'm just gonna fuck it up you know okay well trying to hold back i would like to, to hear back. it but okay fine it was worth the wait i got the fillet stick at the end of the day hun <laughs> <laughs> that's good arge is a sirloin now he's lost so much weight bless him i can't really tell it's like a compliment and it's like a backhanded compliment you know she's like happy for him for you know getting what he wanted which was losing weight but she's also like even without the weight I still prefer my piece of meat you know like yeah it's, no, totally. it's funny I like that because it's true like <laughs> it's it's true different cuts of meat are better than others you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean grow when big brother mentioned grow I mean I've never seen grow in my life I thought it was made up for Oliver Twist film moving on 25 things to know about Jeremy Sisto thoughts thoughts well you'll see that in the doc here i was like well i'm gonna paste in my favorites and then by the time i was done pasting i pasted like 15 of (laughs) of his 25 things this is is one of the great 25 things right and jeremy sisto is like one of those nostalgic figures who is everyone's like ln from clueless (laughs) i don't know that anything can compete with ln uh, just because that that movie is such a is such a phenomenon that movie in and of itself is this like has like gravity that I don't know that you can really escape. What are some of your other favorite Jeremy Sisto Well, roles? I was just watching the Adrian Shelley documentary and he's in Waitress. He plays the I mean he plays the bad, the bad guy husband. Earl, but he's so he's good at it. He's in that movie May that like a very particular type of person loved in high school. <laughs> <laughs> a very particular type of person who you yeah no no just like not me but like a very particular type of college of high school person loved may if you if you were in high school in 2002 you probably knew someone who loved the movie may and they were probably a very particular type of person that's all i'm saying you didn't no you didn't no i didn't so what do you do may i work at the animal hospital and i sew okay animal hospital Some people think it's kind of gross. I love gross. Really? Hmm? Disgust me, please. 
he's currently making a lot of money in the show FBI. Well, he was in uh, Law and Order for a long time. So he kind of like mm-hmm. got into that. Then he was in like, he, he did a good job transferring. How do you get from Law and Order to the FBI? You like transfer offices? You put in for a transfer? <laughs> well, you asked Dick, ask Dick Wolf for a, for a transfer. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I think that's it. What are, why do you love all these 25 things? What are the best things? Well, I think one of the reasons I love them is because this always happens when we talk about 25 things that are good. They are uh, not to use internet language, but it's it's understanding the assignment in a very um, genuine way. Like it's he took the time to answer these questions. He took the time to think of like interesting facts. Yeah, I feel like and- there, we've never gotten the answer to this and I don't think we ever will and nor do we want it. But there are, I think, a few ways to do uh, 25 things, which is like you they say we love you know 25 things to know about you can you send them to us and the the person who who just sends them is like jeremy sisto the person who might be more famous and doesn't want to deal says oh uh they don't have time can you just interview them over the phone and pull out some stuff that's where we get Mm -hmm. like the shittier version of this but he did i would say the first thing which was like actually sit down and write 25 good things you want to know about Mm -hmm. him and do you want to just read all the ones that i pasted in here back and forth because i think they're quite Good. Number six. I've been doing a form of meditation called TM, in brackets, transcendental meditation, for 20 years, but have only been doing it correctly for two months. It's so much more effective <laughs> when done correctly. What? Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> yes, that's really funny. He's been doing it wrong for 20 years. <laughs> he did it wrong for 20 years. <laughs> okay. Seven. I use autopilot in my car most of the time. Sometimes I pretend that I'm controlling it with my mind. That's like... A really sweet insight, you know? That's really, that's actually quite personal. Eight, my daughter calls me bro a lot. <laughs> Ten, I do a thing called bio-neurofeedback, which requires me to stick wires to my head. It makes me look crazy. <laughs> okay. Eleven, I've been working on the same screenplay for 20 years. Pretty sure it sucks. <laughs> Twelve, my grandfather outlived his wife and then dated all of his friend's widows when they died. <laughs> Fifteen. Sometimes I fall asleep to movies on the Criterion Collection, which are amazing films relevant to the history of cinema. They also tend to be a teensy bit slow-paced. <laughs> 20. One of my daughter's friends refuses to call me anything but LN. I mean, that's a good troll. Who wouldn't? I would call him LN. 21. I have no idea where I would be if I hadn't married my wife, but I'm certain I would be more of a mess than I am presently. It's a nice way to say I love my wife. I love my wife, right? Yeah. 22, I sculpt people's heads. 23, I drink too much coffee. I'm very regular. <laughs> right? He adds like a punctuation to the end of this. I poop a lot. It's funny. 24, I am saddened by how angry people are at each other in this country, but I'm hopeful we can find our way toward appreciating different perspectives. Oh, okay. Okay. Number 25, this is the kicker. I work daily on accepting mistakes I've made in life with love and gratitude. Sometimes I even succeed at that. Wow. Just a very earnest 25 things. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Sisto, iconically, if you Didn't if you search Titanic. if you search Titanic uh, test, screen test, you get a video of essentially Kate Winslet auditioning with Jeremy Sisto playing Jack, which, to be honest, I could see. I feel like such an idiot. It took me all morning to get up the nerve to face you. I'm not an idiot, but, um... Yeah, if you wouldn't let go of that railing, you would have been a first-class idiot. Yes, a first-class idiot. 
Would you really have jumped after me? I don't know. <clears throat> An honest answer. Well, I might have. <laughs> you know, it just popped into my head. I was trying to get you to do something. Yes. People are always trying to get me to do something. To do what they think is best. Out of curiosity, have a name? Rose. Rose. Rose DeWitt Bicator. <laughs> I may have to get you to write that down. Rose. I could see it too. Our lives would be completely different today. Oh my God, you're right. Yours and mine, and yes. honestly, perhaps everyone's. Had Jeremy Sisto been Jack, Leo would have clawed his way to the top no matter what, but we would have also had Sisto. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think. Based on what we know about Jeremy Sisto from these 25 things, which were quite revealing, and what we know about Leonardo DiCaprio, simply by nature of him being so famous, I think Leo got the role because he's the type to claw, you know? Like, That's I don't... Yeah, right. He's like, the claw. Jeremy really claw. didn't have any chance against Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, he's the type of guy who claws for things, you know? Mm-hmm. Jeremy's Jeremy's more willing to just, you know, chill, meditate. Maybe he started meditating. Maybe he became so at peace with the world yeah. after losing this role. Maybe, Maybe it was a turning point in his life where he was like, oh, my God, my sliding doors is so extreme. My it's sliding true. It would have been so, so stressful, right? Have you, yeah. do you watch, did you watch Six Feet Under? He's also iconic at Six Feet Under. I didn't. I've seen the final episode, Ugh. though. Oh, okay. Well, um, I love this slug that you put in here. Who dash is dash the dash guy dash that sits that dash sits dash behind dash share dash and clueless dash in dash clueless dash Jeremy Sisto as Elton. <laughs> I love who sits behind her. That's like <laughs> that's the main prompt here. It's great slug. Oh, really quick aside because I just happened to be on Us Weekly and saw this. Us Weekly is obsessed with Chanel Iman. They did an inside a day in my life for her, and it is one of conversely. One of the most boring inside a day in my life's that I've seen in a really long time. Right. But then again, I think she just might be a boring person. And Chanel Amon, model, she's married to... I just love Chanel Amon because she's a model who was named to be a model. You know what I mean? Exactly. She became a model, but she I don't know if she was born Chanel Amon, but like, wow, I get, we get it. You know? It's like being named like Cindy Crawford Tyra Banks. It's like, <laughs> and she's a model. It's like, yeah, uh, I could have guessed that. <laughs> Well, also, she famously said in her 25 things, which was not as good as Jeremy Sisto's, that she was not named after Chanel, the designer. And it's like, yeah, which okay. Which is <laughs> just not true, but okay. Okay, fine. Chanel. She is um, with, what's his name? Sterling Shepard. I don't want to act like I know who Sterling Shepard is. Who is Sterling is. That is way too, yeah, they're married. Okay. A football player for the Giants. He's okay. the wide receiver for the Giants, okay. which sounds like a really big deal, uh, uh-huh. both that team and that position. Uh, so I was like, where is her, where is her spot? Because you usually do these things if, number one, because it's good PR, right? It's just good to have a nice little spread and a headline in Us Weekly showing off your daily life, you know, showing off your nice little house, showing off your cute little family. She has kids. Like, it's a very cute little world that she shows us in this, but it's not a necessarily interesting one. But I was like, where is this bond? Where is this bond? Does she have like a line of makeup coming out? Makeup coming out? Does she have like some sort of fashion brand to promote? A food brand to promote? No. It's here, 4 p.m. On Sundays, the family gathers to cheer on Shepard, who's a wide receiver for the New York Giants. 
quote, I'm wearing my favorite body mark by Bic NFL series temporary tattoos, reveals Iman. They help me display my team pride. And I was like, does she work for them? And I Googled, yes, she works for them. Of course she, she is does. the main brand and mass ambassador for Bit body mark by Bic NFL series temporary tattoos. I don't really understand that. It's just temporary tattoos where you like put it's, sports on your arm. Exactly. That's it. But no one is this for adults? It's for adults and children. And it's body safe. Sorry, but temporary tattoos are for children. Yes. But they also have they also sell Bic also sells body safe ink so that whenever you like go to a game, you draw on yourself. Oh, I've seen this. This is smart actually. Like a body yes, safe like marker. A, you can draw like go team on your on your ass or whatever. Exactly. So it's sort of like a natural progression from body safe marker to temporary tattoos because then they can get the licensing right, from the right. team. I recently saw a girl on TikTok who was blue. She went as a balloon and she she <laughs> she painted her face blue to be one of the balloons and put all the balloons around her face and then she couldn't get the blue off. <laughs> and then the blue man group like duetted it and we're like LOL. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is synergy. <laughs> Anyways. Wow, Anyways, we need, we need more. I once saw a girl on TikTok who was blue. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she died. Her face got dyed blue. But anyways, this is good because we need more, you know, body safe uh, materials to so we can be balloons for Halloween. Whether I'm cheering from the stands or watching at home, body mark by Bic is an essential part of my routine when prepping for the big game every week, keeping no, my team not. pride on display you're while perfectly complementing my personal style. Whichever team you're rooting for, fans can now incorporate their own fun, customized Stop. body art designs into their football fashion. All right. Just a normal statement. Give me a by break. Give me a freaking break. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out. the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin it's time it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. 
you're saying springtime vibes are in the air and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, moving on. Ugh, I Let's hate move this. on. No, this is great. Here's the thing. The page six headline is Cassie David is dating and lives with Mac Miller's brother, Miller McCormick. But that's not even like a good headline for this because that doesn't really say exactly what's going on. As I texted Bobby, isn't it crazy that Pete Davidson's ex, Cassie David, a.k.a. Larry David's daughter, is dating Ariana Grande's ex's ex, Max Miller's brother, Miller McCormick? Think about that. Mm. You have to really think about that. Yeah, it's an interesting little tree. It's an interesting diagram. Because in this, it also – Pete Davidson's ex, Cassie David, <laughs> a.k.a. Larry David's daughter, is dating Ariana Grande, a.k.a. Pete Davidson's ex-fiance. Fiance is ex-Max Miller's brother's Miller McCormick. Yeah, it's complicated. It's crazy, but it's all somehow connected. Mm-hmm. And they've been together for uh, a bit now? I love so much this. so that they have bought a house together. The lead to this page six is sorry, John Mayer, Cassie, because I guess they're friends. I don't know. I don't even. Th- th- this is so insidery that it's like unclear. But Cassie David, I think Larry they David's were daughter, to be f- having a fling. They were friends, right? Is dating mm-hmm. Miller McCormick, which sounds like Miller McCormick is like the spices. Miller McCormick. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a oh, spice that tastes like beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A graphic designer and the brother of late rapper Mac Miller, Page Six has exclusively learned. They've been together for a while now. This is one of those articles where it's not new, but somebody just noticed, which is my favorite type of Page Six report. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. A real estate transfer obtained by Page Six reveals that David and McCormick purchased a house in Pittsburgh. Good for them for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's from Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They seem like nice kids. They seem like nice kids, a neighbor told us. They They keep keep to to themselves. themselves. Yeah. This is so weird because everyone's writing about it, but also... I mean, I think it's obviously fine, but it is like it's too much of a creepy connection to be... Like, I don't really... It's kind of surreal that it's all somehow connected like that. You know what I mean? Like, Cassie David is dating the brother of her ex-fiance's... of her ex-boyfriend's ex-fiance's ex-boyfriend. Like, that's crazy. To, like, right? I mean, okay, whatever. It's a it's a strange connection. I think it's mostly crazy to you because we've never seen it before, you know? Sure, it's, it's like, new. It's a new one. It's a, it's new, a new one. It's a new one. That's what I'd say to Cassie but, David. Good job. You gave me a new one. It's a new one. But, but what we have here is that mostly it's just that everyone writing about this I think acknowledges or is quietly acknowledging that this is extremely boring. And then the way that you code that 
in media is to say they're private. Well, it's boring because (laughs) without those connections that I just illustrated for you a few times, it's literally just Larry David's daughter and Mac Miller's brother. Like that on in face value, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like it makes sense that Larry David's daughter and uh, Mac Miller's brother could date. You know what I mean? Could Mm -hmm. live together in Pittsburgh in a house that costs $450,000. And if you ask me, is there anything more boring than Cassie David and Miller McCormick buying a house together? I would say yes. Cassie David and Miller McCormick buying a house together in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Shady to Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. Me too. But like, it's not like they bought, you know, a brownstone next to Sarah Jessica Parker or like a house from Christine Quinn of, of Oppenheim Group. You know, like... It's literally just Pittsburgh. Through their chats, the two have discovered they have more in common than Mac, Ariana, and Pete. Karen thinks that Cassie is an intelligent and sweet person. Who's Karen? Oh, her mother. Okay. (laughs) Her mother. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, his mother, Mac Miller's mother. Yeah, because they're kind of talking around just the sadness of Mac Miller having died. So that's another kind of like, you know, sadness about this thing. Yeah. Dax Shepard details his 50-hour ordeal with nonstop hiccuping and shares two videos of himself struggling to fight them off. My first question to you is, do you believe this or is this some sort of crazy creation from the Stuart Shepard household? I absolutely because no two people need attention more. do not believe this. I absolutely... Because he kept saying like they're off and on. It's like, no, babe. Either it's 50 hours you're hiccuping or, or we're not even talking about this. It's... <laughs> He goes like it's off and then it's on again. And it's like, what is going on here? These are desperate measures taken. The hiccuping man in the window. <laughs> Truly. In his first video, Shepard notably remarked that his hiccups were, quote, still funny after being asked about how he was doing. I don't believe this. You don't believe it. He says, what a ride. 50 hours of hiccups. Worry not. We have been hiccup-free for five days today. For anyone who has permanent hiccups, God bless. I don't know if I could have gone a week with these without intervening with the cycle of cyanide. People do. these. There are people with permanent hiccups. That's yeah. true. We believe that. I heard about that on TLC. And oh, that's yeah. terrifying to me, the mm-hmm. idea of that. That would be very destructive to your life. That would be very hard to deal with. It's like, it's like permanent hiccups, tinnitus. Both of those things scare me to death. Oh, tinnitus too? Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. The other it's thing like is, this kind of made me feel like, I feel like Dax Shepard is a who to me because I like mm-hmm. picked this out. And I know that the, there's arguments against that, but he gives off such who energy, that man, you know? Yeah. Well, he was always a who. And I think the only reason he could arguably be a them is because of the podcast and Kristen, but his behavior has never really changed. You know, like I know. the type of movies that he gets never really changed. And when he did get his leading man movie and whatever it was, that Chips reboot, that Chips thing, no one yeah. cared. No one cared. You know, like... He's a he's merely of successful. It is funny because people host. are like, "Oh, he's really good at the podcast. Like maybe that'll translate to like people going to see him in theaters." And the answer was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> right. I'm not a doctor, but this also seems like even if he was having a hiccup fit, who has never had a hiccup fit? You know, where it's just like, "Oh God, why won't they go away?" It's one of those things where it's like, I bet he wanted them to keep going because oh, he knew that there what? was a story in it how dare you say that so a lot of it is like you know how you're you whatever that? that a lot of it is like oh i just need to calm down i need to reduce some stress so that my body relaxes oh, you're saying he like because internally he liked the attention of it all yeah he, his body responded by continuing the hiccups 
His body could tell what wow. his brain wanted, and his brain wanted more attention. All right. AKA more hiccups. Interesting. I'm just, I, I've, maybe I'm knocking I'm sorry, on wood because like... I really don't want hiccups. No. That would be bad for my career, you know? <laughs> right? I'd have to edit out all the hiccups. That'd oh be my tough. God, can you imagine? <laughs> Oh no! It's editing out my hiccups. When we okay. edit out the ums, yeah, that's. True. I don't even get all the ums. You I know, do. I. You're prolific. <laughs> the listeners don't know that you're prolific because they're editing out. In, I leave in a lot of ums. I leave in some ums, but I try to get all. I try to get as many as possible. But sometimes, if you throw in an um or two, it's then like, it feels it more adds conversational. Some realism, yeah. It adds some texture and realism. But I do to think the, the listeners the don't know how often you say um because we get rid of it. They don't even yeah. know. I was listening to the uh, uh, a shameful thing about me is that I like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and I listened to the podcast. And I was listening to it's not that shameful a recent episode, and what's his name, the Glenn Howerton, uh-huh. makes a joke about um, there's an um yeah about a dead body because they're they're talking oh, about their episode they're talking about their episode the gang finds a dead body or Charlie finds a dead body or something yeah and. He talks about how he never wants to see a corpse, a dead body. He finds it disgusting. He finds it really upsetting Who and disturbing. Who wants to see a dead body? Yeah, and he's like, What's I don't the understand the opinion to that. Well, uh-huh. no, he's saying I don't understand the ritual of funeral looking at the oh, dead body. He doesn't want to see. And he like, was like, uh, he was like, I never want to see it. I never want to see it. And uh-huh. so the other two guys disagree, and they're like, No closure, blah 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 blah. And he's like, No, wow, if this our podcast kids... seems hilarious. <laughs> And he's like, if our kids die, I'm going to make whatever his wife's name is. I'm going to make her do it. Like, I'm not going to have to. I'm not going to identify that body. And then he goes, you really have to cut that. Cut that, please. Will you please cut that? I can't let her hear. And and it's not cut because I heard it. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Is there anything like more? They didn't didn't cut cut that? They didn't cut it. That's He's crazy. like very serious. Cut that, please. Cut that. That's please crazy. Cut that. And also, yeah. it's just crazy that they're not funny in that podcast. That's utterly well, unfunny. The, that, that, that was a rare moment of like. Uh, I know, but it's just like it's so prolifically darkness. unfunny that this example you gave me from yeah. this otherwise uh, supposedly com- comedy podcast. Speaking of comedy, John Travolta's daughter is no, going into listen, a music career. Before you do this, <laughs> speaking of comedy, I have three nepotism headlines that I think are fantastic, and I think they go well together. And I don't even okay. think they need to be explained. I just should read them all in a row, you know? Okay, I love it. I okay. love it. And if you have if you have questions, you can ask me them, but only after I've read all three. Okay. Okay. Number one, John Travolta's John Travolta's daughter, Ella, twenty one, reveals she's going into music and teases first single, Dizzy. Number two, Gracie McGraw sips coffee as she celebrates move to NYC. Photo. Number three, Duo Lipa inside glam life of Dua Lipa's sister Rena as quote Gen Z it girl models with Game of Thrones star and parties with Hadids. Any questions? <laughs> Any questions? One. I have one question, and then okay. I we can compl- we can move on. Okay. Who? Which one? When the son wrote about Dua, Dua Lipa's sister Rena, what was their pun that they used in the headline? Because the son loves pun, punny headlines. Duo Lipa. Oh, the the Duo Lipa. But the Tatler also wrote a profile of her, and they mm-hmm. used a pun too. And they said Lipa Faith. <laughs> <laughs> Lipa Faith. Meet Dua's younger sister Rena, a rising actress and insta sensation in the January issue. Okay. Do you prefer Duo Lipa or Lipa Faith? Duo Lipa, I think. Duo Lipa's really clever when there are two of the Lipa's. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Moving on, we have a whole, I don't know, cart 
full of nepotism who's and when i saw the headline right like these new reality series speaking of nepotism who's getting like organic headlines there's a new show on e where they're not getting organic headlines where they're being shoved into a ranch house and being filmed aka the opposite of john travolta's daughter releases a single it's like hey come see this show called relatively famous aka all these people are famous because of their relatives or you know not famous because of the relatives but when I saw this headline, E's new series, Relatively Famous Ranch Rules, is putting celeb kids to the test, I sort of thought, yeah, fool me once. I've seen this before where, oh, Simple celebrity life. rich kids, rich kids of Instagram are going to be famous, but I don't really know who their parents are or who their family members are. But this list is actually pretty impressive and nuts and features no, it's hilarious. children of actually famous people. No, it's hilarious. And I'm surprised that some of them even agreed to do this. I'm not. What are they doing? These guys have super famous parents. We had the paparazzi problem when my dad was with Angelina. But they're going to have to step it up. Ah! Ah! Ranch life is a hard way of life. Been having a rough time out here. Go past the surface. But if you can get through the tough, you'll see the reward at the end. Woo! Yeah! Right! Dude, my whole boob is out. Yeah! I'm sorry, what is Hannah Geraldo, the daughter of Pat Benatar, doing? Well, she's launching a new mask collection and speaking on recent breakup with former boyfriend actor Kyle Massey. Okay, right. Remember and Kyle Massey? Is, no. And what is Austin Gunn, the son of the Hall of Fame wrestler Bill, Billy Gunn, doing? Well, he's apologizing for racist tweets Ooh. from 2013. Yikes. Yeah. So okay. Austin Gunn seems like he's a problem. A person I have heard of before is David Hasselhoff's daughter. She's quote unquote yep. around. We've talked about her before. Because yeah. she was on... Rich, Rich kids, kids of Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Lawrence, Martin Lawrence's daughter. Martin Lawrence's daughter. What's she up to other than this? Well, we've talked about her. I th- I think we talked about her in the summer when she started dating Eddie Murphy's son. Oh, are they still dating? Yeah, they're still dating. I mean, oh, I haven't God. seen word that they've broken up. Okay, and so there, she's going on this show without him, though. He's not on the show. Yeah, but them dating. We've all seen, you know, reality stars in twenty t- reality shows in twenty twenty one. Facetime. She'll Facetime with Eddie Murphy's son. His name okay. is Ed- Eric Murphy, by the way. Moving on, Miles O'Neill, who is Shaq's son. Not surprised at all. I feel like Shaq t- teaches his kids to go on TV if they can. And mm. he recently got a coach campaign. Like, he's a model, okay. which is wild. Okay. Moving on, what after this? Redmond Parker. Parker, the son of Ray Parker Jr., a.k.a. Ray Parker he Jr. wrote the Ghostbusters song. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you have Harry James Thornton. This took me out. Billy Bob Thornton's son. Harry James Thornton. He's a prop master. He's he's a prop master. Okay. The e-bio says, Harry admits that he's had trouble connecting with people in the past, so he's hopeful that this experience will lead to some lasting friendships. And I was sort of like, yeah, I bet the child of Billy Bob Thornton has trouble connecting with people. Oh, my God. I can see that. Stop. I can see that. Stop. Well, I hope he becomes friends with, like, you know, David Hasselhoff's daughter or Shaquille O'Neal's son. Mm -hmm. I hope they bond. And then then E.B., mononymous E.B., who is the daughter of E.Z.E.? Who's who calls her mononymous? She calls herself mononymous. She calls her. She's mononymous. She could she be says, E-B- I am E-B. She could be E B E. You know, she could be. But and she's E B. She could be E B. E B. I think. I think is nice. So she wants to be a musician too. It. Yes. Um, and she's on the ranch now. Yeah, okay. and I'm just saying I'm gonna have to watch at least the pilot. I love watching a pilot. Oh, of course. I got to know what kind of like, are they like going to like muck the stalls or whatever? Like what's the work they're getting into? What is the ranch work they're going to make them do? 
muck the stalls. Muck the it st- says they'll take on a series of outrageous, messy, and challenging jobs yeah. in an attempt to prove they're more than just their famous Clean last names. And more shit. importantly, yeah. their job, their goal is to reopen the ranch. Here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like the perspective of me thinking these kids are all spoiled is like just not true. Maybe it's because of the podcast we have or whatever. But I kind of am like, I don't have like... I'm not like, oh, these rich kids, they don't even know the meaning of hard work. I'm like, they work hard. Their parents are like fa- uh, like horrible famous people, you know? Like mm-hmm. they have to work hard at like getting attention and like being recognized and like doing anything in their life. If your mom is Pat Benatar, like that's annoying, <laughs> you know, ultimately, right? Yeah. It's Aside annoying. from like, oh, sure, you know, obviously you get probably get a good allowance. But even not that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Anyways, can't wait to see them uh, get – you know, sprayed with fertilizer or whatever. And it is one of those things where I could see this, the first season of this show being good. Like six episodes of the show could be great. If they try yeah. to bring a back, it'll be miserable. Like remember when I was really into Florabama Shore and then like oh, by season two, I was deal. like, I, this I is, this is too much. Like the first season of reality show can be very good. The first season of reality show can be good. It's like selling sunset season four, which is already like the most fake seeming vibe. Even though season three, I was like, wow, fresh faces. Okay. Moving on. I saw this headline, Summer House's Danielle Oliveira blacked out in Sierra Miller fight. It was just so insane. Okay. And I keep seeing, because Winter House is on, the reality show with the moment gets a lot of headlines. Okay. And I don't watch either of these shows, but I clicked because mm-hmm. I was like, maybe there's something to talk about on the podcast. And I saw this paragraph. Quote, okay, so... When I first saw the trailer, I was like, wow, looks like a good season, which it is. But the trailer's always that super tease where you're like, oh my God, all that stuff happened. So you start going back down memory lane. Oliveira, 32, exclusively told Us Weekly at the Demois X Studs holiday party on Friday, December 10th at New York's Levon 541. And I was like, Demois co-hosted a holiday party for Studs, the yeah. earring brand? Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Dumas hosted a a party with studs, an earrings brand. Yeah. An earrings brand. Actually, it's a piercing brand. They're like pierce ears or whatever. So I scroll down and I saw that all the photos were from the BFA photo agency. And I rarely go to BFA and I'm not, they're not quite Getty. And so I said, oh, some of these photo agencies, they don't let you search. You have to have a membership. You have to be logged in. Like Splash, like Backgrid, you have to be a member to even see the watermark photos. BFA, it's all public. It's all open. So I went to the event, Studs X Domois Celebrate the Holidays with Leah McSweeney. From Real Housewives of New York. Yes. Okay. Leah McSweeney says she's giving RHONY co-stars coal for Christmas. Okay. Funny. What does Domois bring to this event, I have to say? Like, just is that a media sponsor? See, like, I, I did, I was asked about this party by friends and it was like, what does Domois have, like, money-wise to contribute to this? And I was like, I don't think that they're paying for this. I think they're just a media sponsor. Like, they post about yeah. it. They posted about it. They posted about it. And also, it's kind of an Emmy name at this point. Like, it gets eyeballs. It means, like, celebrities, nightlife. Well, why don't we get to, we would love to lend our name to a party. Yeah, take it. Pay us. (laughs) Take it. No, no, you can't take it. You have to pay us and we get to go. But remember, Domois did also start as kind of like a fashion adjacent brand. That's true. That's true. That's true. There's something there. There's something to that. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, I made a quick little game, a little quiz based on these photos. Yeah, I did. So I'd like to... I'd like you to take this quiz and see how you do. Okay. Question one. Who is the most famous person at this party? A, DJ Millie. B, (laughs) Leah McSweeney. C, Hari Neff. Or D, Z-Way. Okay, this is really tough. 
Z-Way? I, I don't know. I was asking you that oh. question. But if you say it's Z-Way, <laughs> then okay, sure, it's Z-Way. Um, okay. No, it's a t- I think it's a top. Oh, God, that's that's tough. Cause is like, it Z-Way or Leah? Mm, close. Well, like, Leah's on TV. Z-Way's on TV. Z-Way's on TV. But Leah's reality. And Z-Way and is Z-Way's more like on of the no moment. Offense. Okay, but like Z-Way's more like, like cool. It's like who's watching Yellow Jackets? People who have a Showtime subscription. Okay, I am. It's good. Like Z-Way's more like top because like Z-Way also like had a viral come up to like, I don't know. That's our, And like I would say Hari Neff is also in the mix here. Okay, I think Hari Neff is... Not as famous as Z-Way or Leah McSweeney. Okay, interesting. Um, let's just call it Z-Way. Number two. Which were... of these brands has DJ Millie not DJ at events for? Who's DJ Millie? Okay. The DJ at this event. Okay. A, Porsche. B, Amplify Africa. C, Joe Fresh Goods. Or D, Happily Ever After. Okay, it's D because you you it's made that up. Happily Ever After, yeah. Okay. <laughs> C, I mean, question three. How many people were straight up not identified by BFA? So, you know, like you scroll through the photos and it has the names of the people you've never heard of and they ask for the names. How many people just didn't get identified anywhere? A, two people. B, seven people. C, 12 people. D, 36 people. Uh, I'm going to say 36 people. Like, there was probably a lot of people at this party they didn't know. No, there were only seven that I could see who did not get identified. <laughs> okay. 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 Question four. Who is Kit Keenan? A, a student. B, a designer. C, a small business owner. Or D, a podcast host. Oh, good. D? Podcast you're host? you're sort of right. The answer is actually E, all of, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Who is Kit Keenan's mother Where, with whom who is she this hosts? Person? Kit Keenan was at the party. A okay. lot of photos of Kit Keenan. Okay. Who is Kit Keenan's mother with whom she hosts a podcast? Oh, no. A, Stella McCartney. Oh, no. B, Cynthia Rowley. Oh, no. C, Vera Wang. Or D, Donna Karen. Fuck. Ugh. Donna Karen? No, she is Cynthia Rowley's daughter. Oh, okay? my God. She's Cynthia Rowley's daughter. And she co-hosts... She co-hosts a podcast with her daughter called Ageless. Oh. It's a mother and daughter podcast hosted by Kit Keenan and Cynthia Rowley, all things fashion and wellness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which For which of these attendees did a Google search literally produce zero results? Oh, incredible. A, Gabriella Vassay. Uh-huh. B, Audrey Jongens. C, Alicia Quarles. Or D, Brock Collier. Oh, I know who Brock Collier is. He writes the col- mm-hmm. he writes the exactly. going out column at New York Magazine. So his name mm-hmm. would produce results. Um, I don't know any of those other names off the top of my head. So let's just say B. It was actually A, Gabriella Vassay. I sent you the screenshot of me Googling that name. No results found. All Try right. searching without quotes. Honestly, even though it shows I'm up on BFA. I think kinda it's a Kind of jealous, though. I got to say that yeah. sounds freeing. I'd love, for, I'd love to have no results. And based on my quick check of these photos a lot of these names are misspelled <laughs> okay okay what does Audrey audrey jongens who was one of the names i just mentioned sound like looks like guess if you if you had to guess what her voice sounded like try it wait what does she sound like what is this yeah like quiz? do an impersonation of this a name that you don't insane. even know do an impersonation of her voice um nice to be here i'm so happy that you invited me to the stud slash Leah's McSpeedy slash Demois party. I love New York City. Broadway's back. Okay, you're actually quite close. Here is um, Audrey's voice. Um, it's actually quite iconic. And you're good at the impression. Nice. You made it 
30 minutes in the freezing cold to eat at Amelia's Gelato. <laughs> and you know what? We would have waited the entire night. No, you can't get a reservation. <laughs> Fuck, not the VIP list girl. The VIP list girlies. Okay, that voice. Audrey. <laughs> Audrey Jonkins so many photos of Audrey Jenkins. I literally this party. was like, what like random girl at this party are you making fun of? But if it's the VIP list girl, then she yeah. gets my respect and awe. She I'm obsessed with those okay. business bitches. Okay. If you're not at the studs <laughs> holiday party, <laughs> yelling or not. Okay. Can you name the other VIP list woman? Because it's Audrey Jenkins. No, and of Is course it not. A, Megan Clark, B, Che B, C, Megan Radice, or D, Chelsea Fry? Not only can I not name them, but we literally, I literally DM them to be like, will you guys like record yourself saying something rude about Who Weekly that I can play at the show and they never responded and definitely saw it? <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not going to say that I didn't do that. I definitely did do that. But I don't know their names. What's the other okay, one's well, name? Megan Radice. Okay. okay. Love it. Art Absolutely love it. Do you think that the VIP list girls are incorporated yet? Absolutely, yes. You think so? Yes. You think that they are incorporated? What do you think that their LLC name is called? Someone in their family is like a lawyer or an accountant <laughs> and like took care right. of all that. Yes. I hope their LLC There's is no like way. the VIP list NYC or something funny like that. My brother Nolan is a corporate <laughs> attorney and he incorporated us uh, so that we can get better tax deals. <laughs> as soon as we went viral on TikTok, my father, who's a lawyer... <laughs> said, Audrey, you gotta step up your pussy. <laughs> and we file quarterly. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh my God. The sad thing about this is like, truly that is the thing I want to know about. Like, I don't need, the stuff I need to know about <laughs> yeah. them is purely like the stupidest, boringest shit ever. Are you incorporated? How do you okay. pay your taxes? <laughs> okay. Which which heart was there? Miriam Hart, Julia Hart, or Bathsheba Hart? Oh my God, that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's Hart. Uh, Bathsheba, the youngest one, maybe? Uh, no, Miriam Hart was there. Okay. okay. Well, she's the youngest one. And I think she's the youngest one, yes. Yeah, she is the youngest one. Who's, whose sister was there? Chrissy who's, Rutherford's sister? Who's, Amy. These are fashion influencers. Chrissy Rutherford's sister? Who? Amy Song's sister? Hannah Bromman's sister? Or Olivia Culpo's sister? Olivia Culpo's sister. Yes, Sophia Culpo was there. Okay, okay Lindsay, cool. two more questions. This is a yes or no question. Was the CEO of SFK LFG LLC there? Yes. Yes. What is her name? <laughs> Rebecca. Serena Kerrigan. Oh, oh my God. Fuck. Serena fucking Kerrigan. Let's fucking go, I LLC. About her. I forgot about SFK L LFG. <laughs> Not her. Okay. Lindsay. This is going to segue us into our next segment. Love her. Which yeah? of Rita Ora's vamps what? was there? Oh. <gasps> A, her makeup artist, B, her hairstylist, C, her photographer, or D, her trainer. I know that Rita Ora has a lot of these things. Wait, I know who it is. Yes, I bet you do. we have a mutual, it's her makeup artist. It's her makeup artist. Colby Makeup was there. What's up, Colby? I'm pretty sure you still listen to this podcast. Colby was at the studs party, and that takes us to Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Well, I guess we can talk about her new song first. Oh, her new song, Follow Me. Yeah, you know. 
Sam Felt. She's incredible. She's releasing music with people I haven't even heard of. Once again, <laughs> she is out here like just releasing random dance music. Incredible. High profile people. Like I've this? never even heard of this person. And he's just some DJ. I looked to his Instagram, multi-platinum selling artist and producer. I the, swear the song to God. got like a million streams this weekend, this follow me song. Both Lindsay and I had the same result. I had the same response after hearing the song for the first time, which sounds like which is that it sounds like it was written by an algorithm. We both t- it, texted each other at the same time, algorithm music. <laughs> it's algorithm music. It's Well, I haven't heard it since the first time I heard it, but if I'm trying to remember what it sounds like, which I really don't, it's like follow me, 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 follow. <laughs> like it's like not hard. You know, it's like generic elevator party music, you know? Yes. Yes. The song is fine. I thought it would be like country because she's dressed like country. She like wore she's a top. dressed country. She wore she's like in a, front of a windmill. But she wore a cowboy hat, and it's like, but it's not. There's no. It's genreless, you know. The other thing that she's up to is she froze her eggs. Yeah, she, she said that it was the best thing the she ever did. In the Independent, it's actually a a pretty extensive interview. It's they this writer Charlotte Cripps spoke with her in person. And get some good, like the scene setting at the beginning is really good. And um, I saw it aggregated a lot. And people who were praising her for talking about this openly. So like she got a lot of good press from this interview. Rita Ora is standing in her large open plan kitchen talking about freezing her eggs. Her mom, Vera, is cooking us baked salmon for supper. While Ora's sister slash manager slash business partner, Elena, who is often credited as the secret driving force behind Ora's global fame, sits at the kitchen table playing with her black curly hair. The room smells divine. Diptyque candles flicker from fireplaces. And then this is great. Quote, statistically, how many embryos does it take for it to work? The singer asks me. I hadn't foreseen becoming the resident IVF expert, but I've just told her about my own fertility journey. Quote, I'm just interested, she presses. Aura froze her eggs at age 24, then again at age 27, when they're at their best quality on the advice of her doctor. Her mother doesn't disapprove exactly, but it's something she still struggles to get her head around. Quote, why? Why? In Kosovo, we just have children, says Vera with a thick Kosovoan accent, as if conceiving it's the easiest thing in the world, as if conceiving is the easiest thing in the world. Quote, why spend so much money on having children? I don't understand. Aura stands there, unfazed, but not saying much. Cool. And she says that she wants to have a big family, Rita. Uh-huh. Rita That's wants nice. to have a big family. Uh-huh. She doesn't really talk about this much. You right. Know? I like she this. Get deep. If you scroll down, in person, Aura is so luminous. She looks like the embodiment of a touche eclat pen. I don't even that's like mm-hmm. That's like so something I don't even know. Dressed I don't in, even know what it is. Dressed in plain jeans and an open neck shirt, she's warm and unguarded. Beneath that public mask, she seems far less brassy and tough. She shows me around her North London mansion, a listed building complete with blue plaque. From the outside, it looks like something out of ha- Hammer House of Horror. What are these references? I don't What does that mean? <laughs> but the inside has been freshly renovated. Aura leads me into the living room, then a snug room which is lavishly furnished and has knickknacks from the Portobello Road Market near to where she grew up. Her Damon Hurst butterfly circle painting, of course she has that, a gift from the artist that got dropped in transit, hangs on the wall despite the slightly smashed frame. It got dropped? (laughs) Oh, God. She also says they talk about her breaking the COVID rules in this. And she's right. like, I'm so embarrassed. She talks about like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I that hate That got aggregated about it. a lot was the, I'm, I'm incredibly embarrassed. I still feel embarrassed. And the regret, her eyes well up. It's just really hard for me to talk about. I just wish I had made a different choice. The kicker of the piece, Lindsay, is also, uh, it gives us a lot of insight into Rita Ora being the source of so much news for us. Why? Where's the kicker? She writes, it's time for me to leave. As Aura walks me out, she points out the black crystal hanging from her front door. 
It's for positive energy, she says, though that doesn't mean saying yes to everything. Quote, coming from nothing, I don't want to say no to anything. She smiles, but you have to pick your battles. So it's like you get a little bit of that psychology. Like, I didn't have a lot growing up, so that's why I'm constantly doing things. I mean, she's nonstop. She's nonstop. We get a little bit, we get a little insight. Uh, And now she's, again, she's still just in. Australia, hanging out with Taika. That's great. I think that's Mm -hmm. nice that we end on a nice nice actual profile of Rita Ora versus like a headline about God knows what from like a source or whatever, you know? And I think the crazy thing, not to go back to the music, but like the crazy thing about Rita is that, yes, she has this new song. She's doing everything, right? She's in Australia. She's hosting a show. She has a boyfriend. She got a profile. But ultimately, she's a singer. She just released a new song that is doing objectively well, and it is the most forgettable song I've ever heard in my entire life. She's amazing. Like, this song will be a hit. This song will make her money, and I will not know a single word to this. Like, it will go in one ear, it will go out the other. Like, she's able to find these songs that are just sort of, like, white and noisy, but are hits? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by her and I'm impressed um, by us for finishing another episode of Who Weekly. Thank you for listening to another episode. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for researching and assisting. Thank you to our patrons for supporting us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes and more, a private Discord, other stuff, live events, who knows, uh, pre-sale stuff, all sorts of stuff. Thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone who is rating and reviewing us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Excuse me, Apple Podcasts. Love to see those ratings and reviews. Can I say one we'll more thing? On fr- oh, yes, please. If you want to buy one of our tour shirts, they're still for sale oh, yeah. on our website. Yeah. Whoweekly.us awesome. slash, nope, just that. And then click on merch and you'll go get, get a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye. Bye. You will say that. to be famous.